Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome to another week of Hero or Zero. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast and we are back again choosing one comic book character as we do every single week. Just giving you a bit of a rundown, the good points and the bad points of that character in a bit of a, a bite-sized chunk as they say. As always, I enjoy my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how's it going? I'm not good, Connor. I've been snowed in. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm stuck in my house. I'm snowed in. It's, it's snowing here. Oh, it is not. It is. Is it? Ireland, oh. Ireland, for anyone that doesn't know, Ireland was due to get a load of rain and thunderstorms. But it decided to snow exactly just over my house. It's Yeah, it's absolutely like <laughs> lashing rain here, but I did not know there was snow. I also oh, there's have... not. I'm joking. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was so confused. That's fair. That's, that's your usual I, I, stage. I didn't... I did one of the usual things where I looked outside and I was just looking at the rain. I was like, wait. Then I looked back at the phone. I was like, what? Understand? <laughs> um, yeah, so this is Hero Zero, where we do one comic book character. You did Blade last week, uh, before we did Cassandra Kane. So it's if you want to know something more about the characters, just kind of an easy introduction to it. Maybe if Sean doesn't involve snow talk of some kind. Maybe we, normally we just get straight into it. But every week I try and involve snow talk. <laughs> just, <laughs> Mr. Freeze was your favourite episode. Oh, I loved it. It was just, it was amazing. Um, so this week, Sean, we are going to be doing a DC character, as it is my week to do a report, and I am going to be doing a character called Blue Beetle, Sean. What Blue do you know about Blue Beetle? Beetle? Is he friends with Booster Gold? He is friends with Booster Gold. Now this he- is where it gets confusing, because there's been three Blue Beetles. Right, is one of them a Watchman? Is he a Watchman? character uh i don't i don't think so i okay. think the, f- the first one was in like like the 1940s 
Um, and then I'm going to be doing the second one, who is Ted Cord. And the third one is Jamie Reyes, who's the Blue Beetle in the Young Justice series. Interesting. This was actually this was actually a suggestion by one of our Patreon members, Raymond Ging. He gave it to me. Oh. He said he's been watching Young Justice and he's seen a Blue Beetle and he said you should do what a Blue Beetle. And then I thought, what I'll do is I'll do the second one because I prefer Ted Cord. So, and sorry, so, a bit more to him. so not the Blue Beetle from the series <laughs> that is being <laughs> no, watched. No. Well, 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 because I would assume that the Blue Beetle in the series has been explained in the Young Justice series. Well, I don't think Young Justice is the smart kind of show that would do that. Okay, now you need to stop. You haven't even seen Young Justice. That is blasphemy. Not one episode. Um, not one episode. So this week we are do- going to be doing Blue Beetle. Ted Cord is his name. Um, and Ted was actually created by a certain Steve Ditko. Sean, who is Steve Ditko? S- Steve Ditko? The man himself? Yes. Steve Ditko. He's, he's a Marvel man. <laughs> he's a Marvel man, and not only is he a Marvel man, very famous for creating a certain Marvel character, uh, as a co-creator of a certain Marvel character, some sort of bug-like creature. Oh, maybe some kind of arachnid boy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was thinking of Spider-Man. Yes, we're all aware of Spider-Man. Are we, are we clear? Um, Sorry, Steve Ditko... <laughs> This is the first time you've ever realised, wait, oh shit, (laughs) now I get it. Um, Yeah, so Steve Ditko was uh, the creator of Ted Cord, the second Blue Beetle. Uh, He was originally published in Charlton Comics, which were a completely separate comic organisation other than Marvel and DC. Um, We had Captain Marvel, who, uh, DC's Captain Marvel, who uh, was in... Shazam, who was in Fawcett Comics, and this is Charlton Comics, where they had Blue Beetle. And Steve Ditko went over to Charlton Comics, and they said, you can create a character. And he said, okay, I'll create a wisecracking, acrobatic, bug-related creature, who's kind of a very cool inventor and really smart. And everyone Mm. went, wow, he's so smart. (laughs) He's done it again. God damn it, Steve Ditko. Where do you get your ideas, Stephen? It doesn't make any sense. That is like that so, is like blatantly the same. <laughs> once you think about it, that he's called the Blue Beetle, and he's a, he's a known scientist. He uses his acrobatics, and he's he's a bug-related thing, and he's also kind of uh, quippy. He's got lots of quips. Then it's just Spider-Man. Yeah, it's just basically Spider-Man, yeah. So, as I said, this was with Charlton Comics, and they were releasing Blue Beetle. Um, But then, Charlton Comics... So, when Charlton Comics were releasing him, they originally had the first Blue Beetle, and then they brought out the second Blue Beetle, and it was, like, really shit. They they brought out Ted Cord, but they didn't really, like, pay any attention. Like, they would forget things that happened before, and, like, comics would come out and just not pay attention to what happened three issues ago. And so it didn't make any sense. Right, okay, so there was no, like, direct line of what to do. No, there was no history for the character. So, like, Blue Beetle then, uh, the problem with that was that then they were bought by DC, who came in and they picked up Charlton Comics and Fawcett Comics, and they got all of their characters, as Marvel have done to Fox in the movie world lately. High five. Um, 
<laughs> pour one out for the big boys. Fair play to Fox. Uh, pour one out for Fantastic Four. R.I.P. Um, but yeah, DC bought up all the comic characters, and then they decided. Then they're just left with like all these comics that aren't very liked, and Blue Beetle is in it, but nobody really likes him at this stage. Um, and so they're just stuck with them. So what they cleverly did was they did a certain thing called Crisis on Infinite Earth, Sean. Do you right. have any idea what that is? Basically, and this is, look, this is like a hero or zero within a hero or zero here. <laughs> yes. But basically, the, all of the universes all have one Earth. And they're all yeah. friends. They're in the same WhatsApp group. Yeah. And one of the Earths was talking shit about the other Earths. And all the other arts were like, lads, this is quite the crisis right now. <laughs> and there's like infinite number of us. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, they, they all start punching each other. What's it about? Yeah, so... <laughs> um, forget everything Sean just said. So Crisis on Infinite Earths was um, because they had Fawcett comics and Charlton comics and they had created all their own characters. They just had like all these different timelines. Like, there's, like, 55 Earths and 55 timelines and nothing makes any sense. So what they decided to do was uh, they create a storyline called Crisis on Infinite Earths where they just smashed all the universes together to make it way easier. Literally? And they do this every, like... They, maybe. It's, it's in a comic book, so I'm assuming. Uh, but it's like the multiverse in uh, Marvel, but, like... DC decided that it's just easier for the reader if this character just has one history and there's just one of this character and then you can just start from there. Like, normally they do that every 30 years. The New 52 is basically the same thing. Okay, so then it's just it's just simplifying things. It's just simplifying things because it's sometimes... After 40 years, comics just get really fucking complicated because people die and then they come what back. What are you and then talking like, about? <laughs> and then Everyone understands it. <laughs> It's so simple. So, Crisis on Infinite happened, and this was their perfect way of reintroducing one Ted Cord. And this is where we're going to start at his origin, because they decided that the first Blue Beetle still happened, but the second Blue Beetle was, uh, they redid his whole history. Okay. So, growing, growing up, Ted was extraordinarily bright. He was good at science, business, and everything else he tried. In college, he received degrees in physics, English lit, and theoretical, math, uh, and theoretical maths. So, like, he is just a genius. At Super smart. He tries. Super smart. Um, he considered joining his father's business, the Cord uh, Research and Development Cent- Inc. Inc. So, like, his father runs a kind of a, a Bruce Wayne kind of Wayne, Ent- Wayne Enterprise things, but it's just called the Cord Research and Development Company. Okay. Um, uh, he was going to do that, but then he re- decided he didn't really give a shit about that. Uh, he, he was kind of yeah, like he hated his father. <laughs> no, well, it was just a case of he was like, I don't really want to get into the family business. Like, I'm really, really smart, and I mean, I could do it, but I don't think it doesn't uh, it doesn't take his fancy. He wasn't driven to do that. It's like how I got um, into podcasting. Very similar, Sean. Yes, <laughs> you could say he had no real direction. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> too, too harsh. A bit rough, a bit rough. Um, <laughs> close to the bone. Um, when Ted's uncle, 
made an attempt to take over the world. Now, we've gone from step one to step 11, I'm aware. There, there, <laughs> yeah, a lot has happened in the last sentence. <laughs> so, so, when Ted's uncle made an attempt to take over the world, right. are we all clear? With his, with his Ted- friend Pinky. <laughs> Ted set out to stop him, recruiting the help of his archaeology teacher, Dan Garrett. I know Don't what you're know. thinking. Why why would you need an archaeology teacher to Is fight Is he like Indiana Jones? Um, very similar to Indiana Jones, Dan Garrett is the first Blue Beetle. Uh, right. So, he has the... It's different from Spider-Man. So, Spider-Man the spider bites him and is radioactive and then fucks off. The Blue Beetle thing is... Uh, there's like... Um, how, what's the best way to describe it? There's like a small beetle shape... They right. call it a scarab. They call yeah. it a scarab. It's it's like an actual thing, and it attaches your it it attaches it attaches itself to your to your skin or to your back. Gross. And then and then like molds with you in a weird way, and then you kind of get like an Iron Man style suit where like it has its own sentience. Right. Okay. <laughs> it's like so, it's like Juggernaut. Um. Yeah, kind of. It's kind of like it's an alien technology that came to Earth and attached itself to Dan Garrett and made him like the first Blue Beetle. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because this is back in like Golden Age, where everything could just come from space, and it was cool. Exactly. It's from space. <laughs> um. So he. Dan Garrett was called in to help Ted fight his evil uncle, um, and he could call on, as I said, the superhuman powers from an ancient scarab. Of course. Um, he found it on an archaeology tour, as they tend to do. You can't just take that shit, teacher. though, can't you? <laughs> he found it, and he brushed the dust off, and he said, attach that to my spine, that's all well and good. Losers weepers. <laughs> yeah. Finders, or oh, dead right fucking keepers, that's <laughs> And he said it to himself, and he's just, no, there's nobody else there. Um, yeah, it's, it's so just his it, dig. <laughs> so in the course of the adventure Dan was was fatally wounded so they both go to Ted's uncle I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly Ted's uncle is creating evil robots to take over the place Okay. and uh, Ted and Dan Garrett turn up and uh, they're like we gotta fight these evil robots Dan is fatally harmed Sean he is he's fucked up okay oh no not Mr. Um, Garrett. Not Mr. Garrett, everyone's favourite Blue Beetle. So he turns to Ted and his last words are, carry on my legacy of the Blue Beetle. And he passes the scarab onto him. That's a it's lot It's all task. very, it's all very cliche. The old hero's dying, he hands off his fucking thing to the new guy. To the nearest However, guy in the room. Basically the nearest guy in the room, yeah. So, however, Ted couldn't get the scarab to work for him, Sean. This is where it gets interesting. Um, Because the scarab decided, as I said, it's kind of like a sentient being. It didn't attach itself to Ted Cord for whatever reason. It's never explained that he wasn't wordy or anything like that. I think it just didn't attach itself. Just didn't Um, like him. Just didn't like him as a human. Um, So... Ted, he said, you should have joined your father's business. I'm all about familial ties. La familia. Um, oh, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> Ted couldn't get the scarab to work, so he decided to set it aside, and he elected to go ahead without it with his, in his heroic endeavours. Okay, so, so he's going to kill himself. 
so yeah he basically just decided okay this can inspire me to be a hero but I don't need the actual superhuman stuff so he trains himself to the physical peak as they tend to do and he constructed an aerial vehicle affectionately nicknamed the bug so because I said Remember, he's a genius, so he's Bruce Wayneing Batman, Batmaning this now, where he just creates all of his own weapons and gadgets and flying mobiles. I suppose, yeah, if, if Bruce Wayne can do it, anyone can do it. Ex- exactly. Uh, so he made himself a Blue Beetle costume and set out to establish his own identity as a superhero, using his wit, agility, and a large number of ga- gadgets to stop evildoers. I mean. It's pretty it's pretty self-explanatory, fairly simple so far. Yeah, that's all right. I'm yeah. on board with all that. Yeah. Um, where it gets interesting is that he eventually, after I think it was like 10 years, he eventually got called in to join the Justice League because he's, re- he's, he's actually really heroic and he does good, really good work. And so the Justice League in the comics was just recently reformed because it's just like they always fall apart and then they reform. It's the <laughs> whole thing. Swearing they'll do better this time. <laughs> yeah, they fall apart. Then two years later, sales and comics are going down. They're like, we'll just reform the Justice League, knock them right back up. Love so, it. Uh, in one of the many reformings of the Justice League, uh, Ted Cord was called in to basically help out. And right. uh, he became very good friends with Booster Gold. Oh, uh, closer yeah. than friends, uh, you might say. I don't know if it was a romantic relationship. I think they just became like pure besties, like sleepover club, like pillow fights. Actually, no, that does sound like more more than besties. <laughs> it does a little bit <laughs> now. You've gone a bit far. <laughs> no, like no, like they had sex, like but like in a in a friendly way. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's just meant that they're just big bros. They're just bros for life. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. They're yeah. they just they love they do genuinely love each other. Yeah, um, I think the best way I when I could describe it is that Booster Gold is morally ambiguous, and he's all about fame. We've done uh, we've done um, a hero zero on Booster Gold, so yes. they're both kind of morally ambiguous. Uh, Booster Gold probably more so but Booster's all about fame and Ted Core at this point was all about fortune and so they just came together as like this perfect double act cool yeah so they balance each other out yeah so uh, they became not only friends but they became business partners and even partners in crime in the many pranks they would pull on the league pranks for for example, Sean, they sabotage Guy Gardner's date with Ice because Guy Gardner's a dick, and they also if I think if I remember correctly, I read this comic. They once bought a load of Oreo cookies. They bought all of the Oreo cookies in New York because Ma- Marsh and Manhunter had an Oreo addiction, so they bought all the Oreos in New York just to fuck with them. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Like it's just they, they became known as blue and gold, right? But I'm bringing this up because Booster comes in later on. Um, so uh, though Ted was best known as a prankster, uh, he was also highly respected for his scientific genius. Uh, his ship, the Bug, actually became the main transportation for the Justice League, and he was in the lab so much. There's actually a storyline where he's in the lab so much because he's so well respected as a scientist. He actually begins uh, to lose his edge as a fighter, and he even gains weight. Oh Jesus! Um, 
in the comic books and it shows him he's struggling with like am I as good as I once was and um, there's like a long run in comics for that uh, he was eventually held back into fighting shape by General Glory and set up a non-powered boxing match with Guy Gardner because Sick. if you were ever going to trade, if you were ever going to trade to go back to peak business, at least punch Guy Gardner as many times as possible before you do. The, yeah, the man everyone hates universally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is that the third? Is is he the third Green Lantern? Oh, I, I don't know anything about Green Lanterns. I, I, is he Ryan? Reynolds? I don't know. I don't. <laughs> no, I don't know what Green Lantern he is, but Guy Gardner is, if anyone doesn't know, he is one of the Green Lanterns, but he is universally hated in the comic books, because he's just a dick. Yeah, we're not, it, it's it's not our fault. It's all no, him. No, no. It, it's, it's, I think they wrote him to be, like, a bit of a dick, so I think people turned on him. So, um, Ted was winning the fi- the boxing match that he was having with Guy Gardner, but of course Guy lost his temper and hit Beetle between the rounds when he was when he had his back turned. He million dollar babied him. Oh my <laughs> Guy god! Guy a dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, so apparently, when Beetle fell, Guy Gardner didn't let up and and apparently kept beating him until several Justice League members had to jump in because so, this was his one chance to kill him. <laughs> Just as he's just punching this poor man who just is trying to train to become back to full fitness. Um, and so Ted was also injured badly in many of his fights during his stint with the Justice League. And he, cof- he suffered, this is a great, <laughs> this, this is a great fact, Sean. He suffered at least two comas. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Do you think you could still be friends with someone if you put them in a coma? Um, I think no. I think it would hinder you. It definitely would hinder you. You wouldn't invite them to your birthday party. Not at all, for fear of another coma. (laughs) Like one is too many. I feel even if you have one. (laughs) Yeah, one coma between friends is too many. (laughs) It's just too much. (laughs) Two and look, fool, fool me once, shame on me. Right? You know what I mean? That that kind of saying. Absolutely. Um, his his last coma actually became you you will know what I'm talking about here. Superman dies. Doomsday yeah. turns up. Uh, Doomsday kills Superman, and we said last week it was Darkseid, but it was Doomsday. I was just Doomsday? To say that. I meant to correct uh, us at the time, but you know. Yes, you didn't actually know. Um, but uh, Doomsday. Yeah, he ki- he kills Superman and he was fucking everybody up. Ted Cord turns up and he tries to fight Doomsday. Doomsday, of course, puts him in a coma. So that's one of his comas. That's one of his comas is Doomsday invoked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if there's a reason to be in a coma, that's pretty good. Yeah, like, the, the guy who kills Superman just put you in a coma. That's fair. And you're just a dude. Yeah, you're essentially like, just a man. Just a man. So, this is where we come to my big story for uh, Ted Cord and the Blue Beetle. Um, I remember earlier on when I said there had been three Blue Beetles. Now we're about to find out why. Um, Oh, no. A little while while later, a shipment of kryptonite was stolen from one of uh, the Cord company's warehouses. So, his father's company, Cord, whatever it is, the research and development, they had kryptonite stolen from them. Ted's various friends and allies looked into it for a while, but soon returned to their own lives. So they looked into it for a little bit. They couldn't find any clues, and they were just like, fuck it, it can't be that big. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter, lads. Yeah. Um, 
so Ted but Ted was in the of the opinion that like this is really important something is going on here and he wanted to get to the bottom of it so he kept digging and kept digging um, he eventually enlisted of course Booster Gold and with him and Boosters uh, they set out to investigate the cryptodite theft in doing so he unwittingly ran up against the shadows of the impending infinite crisis uh, this is a whole comic thing that you don't need to know about basically they're the bad guys Right, they okay. were working. Be- they were working behind the scenes, um, and these guys were trying to get away with it. And unfortunately, Booster and Ted have kind of they've kept digging and they've dug too much. <laughs> the, and the, their sand pit has now filled with water. <laughs> yeah, in in a sort of in a sort of way, yes. Um, so he lost. He actually uh, he gained the use of the scarab through um, a little while before this. About time, and then and then unfortunately lost it again to Shazam right before he's about to fight. (laughs) Right before he's about to go into this fight with this group of gang lords that he doesn't know are after them. Um, Okay. So so in this story, the deeper he gets into this investigation, the more bad things keep happening to him. So the scarab gets taken away by Shazam. Booster actually gets blasted by a bolt of energy from Brother Eye, and Booster ends up in hospital. Um, coma? And then he also... Uh, I don't know if it's a coma. I think it's just regular, just uh, decapitation. Just oh. regular decapitation. So Not he enough. walked it off like... <laughs> I want my heroes comatose. <laughs> Did you really even nuts. fight? <laughs> Did you even fight if you're not in a coma? Like, Absolutely. Um, so, however, Ted found that nobody else, other than Wonder Woman, seemed willing or able to hear what he discovered about the theft, leaving him to go it alone. So, the more he gets involved, the more bad things keep happening, and it's basically him going, lads, there's definitely something connecting all of these things, and people are just like, these are all just accidents. Like, there's nothing connecting IEDs. Go back in your coma. <laughs> <laughs> Who let you out of your coma? Get back in there. Foma. <laughs> um, so, on the trail of his last remaining lead, a bug placed on him by the madman, Ted tracked the signal from the bug to Checkmate headquarters in Switzerland. So he eventually, he tracks down the group that he's been chasing for months. And they're in Switzerland, in the Alps. Um, and so he's there's a great in the comic book he's outside and he's calling all the rest of the Justice League members to come help him. Yeah. And nobody turned nobody turns up because they don't believe it's a thing. Surely they would though. They're no, the they're Justice just, they're, League. They're just like you're just being crazy. Like don't worry about it. It's fine. Or else half of them were kind of I think out on other missions, and the right. other half were just like stop being a fucking idiot. Yeah, fair. <laughs> um, there he confronted the mastermind behind Checkmate. It's Black King and Ted's one-time friend, Maxwell Lord. So Maxwell Lord is a man we know nothing about in this Hero Zero. It doesn't really matter. He's the guy behind it all, okay? And he used to be his friend. He used to be his friend. Uh, he, Maxwell's plan is that he's going u- to kill all of Earth's metahumans, or superheroes, uh, and he's going to make the planet safe for humanity because Maxwell is a, just a human. And so his plan is that we're going to kill Superman and Wonder Woman and everything because the humans need to rise up because mortals are the main thing. And he's <laughs> going to make the superheroes the slaves. Right. Yeah, good luck with that, buddy. Yeah, that's that's his big plan. Um, so Ted is 
gets caught. He's trying to sneak in. He eventually gets caught and he makes he tries to make a break for it, but he's brutally beaten up and then locked up. So this is where uh, it gets very dark, but he gets dragged out and in the comic books he's like bloody and he's beaten and he's just fucked. And uh, Maxwell looks at him and he says, I will give you this one chance. You're not, you're not super powered, so I will give you this one chance to change sides. You're allowed to change sides if you want. Fight for me and you'll be grand. Yes. Ted says this line, rotten hell. He tells Max to rot in hell and the very next comic panel is Maxwell taking out a gun and shooting Ted straight through his head. Oh no. That rhymed, but... Not the Ted head. I didn't mean... Uh, not at the Ted head. So he gets shot straight through the face. Right. <laughs> um, so Ted in the comic book is dead and then you think, well look, nobody in comic books is ever really dead, Sean. You've got to bring him back. Yeah, everyone um, loves him. And who's the one man you'd want to bring back? Or want to help bring him back? Some sort of time traveller. Do we know any... Know, does Ted Cord know any time travellers? Uh, well, we're all travelling forwards through time. That's true. That's true. So he could uh, ask. Some sort of guy... Some sort of guy who... Guy Gardner. You want to ask Guy Gardner? <laughs> no. I was thinking more Booster Gold. Since Booster, if anyone's heard that Hero Zero, is from the 24th century or something. Mm, um, maybe. Give me another hint. No. No, it's it, it's Booster Gold. Okay, That's the enough. hint. <laughs> That's the joke. Um, <laughs> Booster Gold eventually realises his best friend is dead. And he asks Rip Hunter for his help to set the timeline right. Of course. Booster agrees, but, but with the stipulation that they go back in time and basically save Ted. Because he, I think the idea is they go back to a time where he's alive, just pick him up and bring him back to the future. It's fairly simple. Like that film um, series. Like that film series or some sort of Back to the Future or Avengers Endgame situation. I see. Um, so, time travel. As we all know, it's the most logical and seamless story arc you could go on. As soon as um, you introduce it, everything's grand. <laughs> as a plot point, it just makes things clearer. Definitely <laughs> not more complicated. So, Booster goes back in time. He um, he actually finds Blue Beetle and he arrives into the into the present with the past Blue Beetle. Um, uh, the future in in this though this is actually where it gets interesting because uh, he brings him into the future but whatever he tried to like literally make as little uh, you know the whole thing of like you crush a butterfly and the future changes yeah so Booster goes back and he's like I don't want to touch anything I just want to pick up Ted before like two minutes before he dies or just before he goes into the, that secret base pick him up bring him to the future but doing that means that Maxwell, they go back to the future, and Maxwell has taken over the Earth. And oh, exactly shit. what he said, what he exactly what he said, what did to happen happened. So t- then, what happens is Ted Cord. Now he looks at this, and Booster's like, "I had to bring you back because he shot you in the face." And, and I like, like you well, a lot. Did, yeah, and but Ted then looks at him and says, "Well, did, was the Earth saved?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, we saved the Earth." Like you, you. I think when he died, he set out a single, and then like that Justice League came running in, yeah, right? and sa- and saved the day. So if he doesn't get saved, Maxwell never. Get- Maxwell just his plan goes off without a hitch. No one ever stops and him. No one ever stops him. So the Earth gets taken over by his killer fucking si- his his big plan to get all the metahumans to die, 
And as Ted watches his friends get killed off one after the other, so Ted comes back to this land, and all the Martian Manhunter, Wonder Woman, Superman, they all get shot and killed. He's watching them all die, because they're just overpowered. It's like um, Days of Future Past. Like, all the robots are, like, just... They just uh, counteract to whatever the superheroes can do. Um, Oh, that must be rough for him. He realises the only way to set things right is to go back in time and die as he was supposed to. So he has to make the decision to go back and kill himself again. Um, (laughs) um, So, of course, uh, Booster's like, what? No, you're not going back. And eventually Ted just like fights him off and goes back in time and has to redo his own death to save the earth so he, well, he knows it's coming sacrifice. this time yeah he makes the ultimate sacrifice to try and save the rest of his friends and family and that is my my blue beetle uh little story for him what an absolute <laughs> um, legend yeah, he's pretty great. Um, he Jamie Reyes is the new Blue Beetle. If you need to know about him, he is in the Young Justice series, so uh, he's the next one. His abilities are that he has genius level intellect. He has gadgetry, martial arts, computer hacking. Like, yeah, he a lot of Batman stuff, like acrobatics. He's just a great fighter and a genius. Yeah, basically. Um, his equipment are that he has. Uh, he's got like a gun that can provide light. He's, he's got, got like, a, a regular gun. gun. <laughs> no, no. I think it's it's a gun that he's modified so that it's like a flashlight, but like um, you know, when like like a grenade, a flashlight grenade or whatever. Like you throw it and it blinds everybody. Yeah. He like he can shut. It's it's a wind propeller. It's like a it's like a leaf blower. He's got a leaf blower, but With that can also provide like. On it. <laughs> With a he's a great scientist. He's a genius. He so, just likes making things. He, he can blow people away, not like literally, not in the bullet way, and then he can blind you. That's kind of his two things. So, so he's unstoppable. You'll notice you, that neither of them are killing, because he's, he's about the no-killing rule as well. Um, well, it's nice that someone has, is about that rule. Not Batman anymore. Uh, the, the bug uh, is the flying spaceship that he has, and that he created mm. himself. He made his own fucking spaceship, so that's pretty great. Well, uh, it's also... It's also 90% solar powered because he's about the earth. You know what I mean? He's, he he's, the planet, he's all about Blue the Beetle. earth. <laughs> yeah. Um, and as I said, that is... Uh, my one bit of trivia is that Ted once met recording artist Stevie Wonder <laughs> during, oh. during a charity function. <laughs> Excellent. In the comic books. And that is my Blue Beetle report. I hope that has given some people some information on Ted Cord, who I think is a really good character. He sounds like a genuinely nice dude, is the thing. Yeah, he's he's way too nice. That's why he had to die. Yeah, he's too pure for this world. Yeah, he's too. He just wants to look out for people. And he's good at it. He's good at his job. I like the gun thing. I think that's an interesting weapon to give him. Yeah, he's got like... Uh, yeah, they, they say it's the beetle gun. It can produce a blinding flash or a blast of compressed air capable of knocking down several grown men at once. Oh. Is what it's called. Yeah, several grown men. Um, now, if you do go back and listen, like read him and Booster together, they do have. Um, it was the seventies or eight or the eighties and nineties. Like Ted does say a few sexist things and remarks that probably have not aged well in any way, but it was funny at the time. Sure, you know what I mean? Comedy. That's, you're Comedy. saying that makes it okay. <laughs> No, no. I went back and read it, and you know, like when you just read something, you were like, "I think this was a joke," 
Yeah. This is, this is not great. You read it and you go, ooh. <laughs> yeah, like 2019 is, ooh. But in the 90s, people were loving it, Sean. People were all about it. It was knee-slapping humour. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that is the end of my report on Blue Beetle. I really like that. He's an actual hero. Yeah, for once. Um, would you <laughs> like to take us out? Yes. Um, thank you, everybody, very much for listening to this episode of Hero or Zero. Uh, we'll be back on Monday with an episode of Movie Mondays, Wednesday with an episode of Weird News Wednesdays, and next Friday with another episode of Hero or Zero. Um, if you'd like to support the show, we do have a Patreon. It's linked below, or you can go to patreon.com slash heroes for hire podcast. There's no tiers, there's no rewards. It's literally just a way for you to contribute to the production of this show. And you're still going to get the same three shows a week, even if you don't donate. Um, we're also on Facebook, uh, Heroes for Hire Podcast. Twitter, at Heroes for Hire Pod. The four is the number four. Instagram, Heroes for Hire Podcast. Or you can email us, Heroes for Hire underscore at Outlook.com. And we're on all the podcasting sites. But if you're on iTunes, we'd love a rating and a review, please. Good stuff. It was all said in one breath. <laughs> it was really good it got really strained at the end there but I, I'll give it to you <laughs> thank you very much uh, <laughs> yeah so we'll be back on Mondays with Movie Mondays next week with Weird News Wednesdays and next week's Hero Zero is going to be Sean's week so it's probably going to be shit and definitely not involving some weird bug creature I can get a bug creature I'll get a fucking bug creature <laughs> for you <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll get a fucking Steve Ditko bug creature you'll see I'll fucking get one <laughs> um, so I've been Connor I've been Sean Mead I'll see you next week guys bye bye hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy so I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.